0: O God, the nations have come into your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in ruins. Psalm 79, verse 1. Jeremiah uh, is one of the prophets, and he is living through this period where uh, Jerusalem is under a great deal of pressure from its enemies. But the real enemy in Jerusalem is the people have abandoned God. And a lot of people don't read Lamentations, but it is a wonderful book in the Bible, in the Old Testament. And I just want to read a verse because it really describes the, what they're facing. Um, what can I say for you, it says. Uh, it's in the second chapter, the 13th verse. With what can I compare you, daughter of Jerusalem? To what can I liken you that I may comfort you, virgin daughter of Zion? Your wound is as deep as the sea. Who can heal you? The visions of your prophets were false and worthless. They did not expose your sin to ward off your uh, captivity. The prophecies they gave you were false and misleading.
1: Yeah, the um, whole structure of Jeremiah's prophecy and the lament is about the people being taken off into captivity, and um, they had developed kind of a false confidence, uh, which kind of relates to this psalm. It's referred to as one of the songs of Zion, where people uh, always expected the full presence of Yahweh in Jerusalem. And so somehow, uh, or, or, um, or, uh, in spite of, as we saw in the previous passage, their action, they thought God would always be uh, defending them in that space because that was his holy hill. And uh, Jeremiah uses the language. He says, you say, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You've put your confidence in something that's not there. You haven't maintained a relationship with the Lord. And so Jeremiah is about calling the people back to that kind of uh, full-blown relationship He knows it's going to be different for them because they're being taken in exile. And so he tells the exiles to settle in their new city and and work for the welfare of that city because it would be for their own good. But uh, it's the the calling people back to a right relationship, uh, to use other language of Jeremiah, that they would have hearts of flesh and not hearts of stone.
0: Uh, we talked uh, the other day about a a kind of a foreign philosophy entering into the church in the early part of the 20th century, or even before. And uh, I think you called it um, secular humanism, uh, where uh, the preaching no longer was Christ; it was uh, the goodness of the congregation and the good, uh, if they only will follow those prescriptions. Uh, will create a better and uh, basically utopian kind of world. Um, how does Jeremiah's words in lamentation apply to uh, a church in prosperous times? Because isn't the temptation of the church and the leaders of the church uh, to worry about those who are supporting the church financially and then modifying the... Uh, the um, the, the teaching of the church to uh, things that will not offend them
1: yeah it, it's pretty complicated long-term switch uh, and transition that happens that I don't think anybody made a decision to do this I think it was a subtle shifting of beliefs um, it begins with um, nominalism which the uh source of determining meaning begins with human beings rather than God. And then it moves to a scientific mechanical worldview and the demythologizing of scripture. And then it moves into uh, pressing that out. And the greatest value is not our relationship as sons and daughters to God, but the brotherhood, the sisterhood of man and social works that happen. It's a long, slow slide. And it's allowing the cultural worldview to overtake. And um, it's going to take some uh, bold, prophetic, strong teaching and some strong leaders to reverse this. Uh, The good thing that's happening is there are uh, many uh, immigrants who are coming to this country from settings that weren't as significantly influenced by secular humanism. And we're finding a church that's thriving among uh, what we refer to as minorities. They won't be minorities for long. In the next 10, 20 years, uh, they're they're growing in number. But we see a vibrant church in that expression. And so um, it's kind of the remnant idea that God allows people to go their way, but constantly out on the edges and the margins, there's a birthing of a remnant movement of people who bring it back to God's way.